There's a there's a list of ten here on uh you guys are gonna hate number nine. This sounds so clickbaity. <laughs> For the media by us.com. Joining me today is Chris. Hello. We got a little TJ. Hi. And my name is David. And today we're doing Talkie Talk. Uh, we're talking about the uh, homework from the previous year uh, The Hero from, from Hulu with uh, Sam Elliott as an aging movie star. Yeah. And then also segueing into character actors. Yep. So uh, but without further ado, we're talking about The Hero. I think you. Anyone want to give a little plot uh, summary? I'm thinking a lot of people may not have seen this movie. I, I think you kind of hit it already. It's uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott plays a uh, a plays Lee Hayden, who is a an actor who had basically one big role as a western in the '70s called The Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, titular. Titular. Um, <laughs> And he uh, now lives his days um, doing voice work, uh, much like uh, Sam Elliott now doing voice work, aging his career. I don't know if Sam Elliott had a lot of Western credits in I his mean, past. Two Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it's kind of him, uh, not really at the end of his rope, but at the end of his career with, with little to no direction. Um, he stopped getting calls or yeah. chances to audition. He said somewhere he hadn't auditioned in four years. Yeah, and like, he like just doing voiceover work, making yeah. ends meet. Fine, he's not like poor. Yeah, yeah. he's got a nice house. Yeah, yeah. The buys sm- weed regularly. Yeah, yeah. The, the small calls, the, the calls that do come in for small roles for TV, he kind of turns his nose up at. Um, Prefers doing like commercial work. Yeah, uh, voiceover contract work because I guess he can just like do it and get paid and yeah. you know live his life. Which is kind of not 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 sad, but it's it's a it's a lonely existence for like a seventy something year old man. Uh, his one buddy is Nick Offerman, his weed dealer. I like Nick Offerman in it. Yeah, uh, Nick Nick Offerman's great. The two of them together were great. Yeah, I thought. I love their scenes together. Yeah. Um, and he has uh, an ex wife and a daughter who he doesn't see much anymore. His daughter's played by Kristen Ritter. While at uh, Nick Offerman's house uh, meets a woman who looks a lot like his daughter, uh, played by Laura Prepon, um, who I like Laura Prepon. Um, I don't know if this is was really great acting job done by her. I thought she was awful. I thought yeah. she was terrible. Yeah. Um, she seemed like she was trying to play Alex Voss, but out of jail from Orange is the New Black. Uh, Man, I just... I feel like she was trying to be Whitney Cumming. Not to like... Yeah. Not to jump into the plot, but... The stand-up thing, that scene, like forty-five minutes in the movie, yeah. They bill her as like the like the the MC of the stand-up night is like I've done her forever. She's a great comic. She, like she's supposed to be like the one who's funny. Yeah, and like the it was M- awful MC, and then not funny at all. The MC introducing her is Cameron Esposito. She's like a real comic. Yeah. It's a real scene. Yeah, and she like the movie gives her the credit of like oh this actual comic says oh she's a good comic and like the whole room and. Wow, is it just like 
really, really, really rough to watch. It's bad, man. It's also rough to watch because the audience is laughing at jokes that aren't funny. It's like... I know. It's like a fucking scene from a sci-fi movie. Yeah. It was, like it was, a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Her scene with him the morning after he wins a... Or gets given an award. Mm-hmm. A Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award, basically for, for like a Western society. Yeah. And he was only in, like, one Western. Yeah. Um, but... The next morning when he's like, how old are you? And she's like, don't have a cow, man. She's like, what the fuck? You're so bad in this. They're those roles that feel like alien creatures trying to replicate human behavior. Mm-hmm. And this seems like one of them. Yeah. Like, she's just completely off as a human being. <laughs> how a human being would interact with another human being. Yeah. She also looks, like, strangely alien. And I'm not going to, like, I'm not talking shit. But, like, with the like the pencil thin eyebrows, like the all black hair, the black jacket, she looks like she was she jumped off of a page as like a this is what an alternative millennial woman looks like. Yeah. It's like it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't sit right with me. Um, especially just how much she looks. She's like they they're trying to push home the point that she looks like his daughter. Yeah, and apparently that wasn't in the script, but that was something Really? Yeah, that the director just kinda wanted to do on his own. I don't know, but it was it was weird. It was weird seeing a movie, and, and Brent told me I could share the sentiment. It's it's his as well, but Ghost Brent is here. He's yeah. not dead. I don't know why. <laughs> Ghost Brent. But it's weird that a movie can be that bad. I think it was a bad movie, but yeah. I thought Sam Elliott was great, and I thought him and Nick Offerman had great chemistry when they were reading lines. Uh, I thought Nick Offerman's reaction to him like crushing that was so genuine and neat. And cool. Oh yeah, it was a scene in the movie. Yeah. I think yeah. yeah, him nailing the audition the audition lines, yeah. doing the sides with Nick Offerman. Yeah. Just using all the world weariness that he's he's gathered was yeah. amazing. The recency of the rejection from his daughter and like missing the dinner with her. He's also and reading the scene about like the do- the daughter in the the screenplay. And saying he's gonna die yeah. that when he has cancer and he is gonna die. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention yeah. that in the plot. Yeah. That's the the catalyst, I guess, for this film. Is yeah. Although, the, this kind of movie, you can almost assume. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's why it's not a good movie. It's, it's super trippy. My, my favorite review on it was the Ebert review, and I didn't read anything after I got past the first line. I just assumed the rest of the review was great because the first sentence was, uh, Sam Elliott is Sam Elliott as Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. Yeah, the... I don't know if it's the, the writing or the actress, but, like, the little like generational gap romance thing was like completely tore me out of the movie yeah I thought it was awful it was such a it miss it was so and, icky and, yeah. and for me it wasn't even the like the, the ageism thing like I, I'm I'm fine with an on screen portrayal of like you know older man older woman younger man younger woman like that's not what bothers me what bothers me is just how how wooden it was like they like even though Laura Prepon's character says to him in person that she actually is interested in him and doesn't just like chase older guys, it like it feels like somebody who's like trying to help another person like cross an item off their bucket list. In that it's just like it's so forced. I thought like just from their interaction, I thought it was gonna be revealed that she was actually like a prostitute, honestly. It was yeah. just because of like Bizarre. absolute lack of Interaction, like genuine chemistry. That like he had a agent or a buddy who hired a prostitute because he was not doing well or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it probably. This is on a side note. Would have offended comics everywhere, like yeah. stand-up comedians. 
at how bad those jokes... Like, you're literally making jokes about old man's ball sacks. And it's getting, like, aroused at a packed, like, comedy house in L.A. Like, if I was a stand-up comedian, I'd be super offended by that movie. Not just, like, a like a road place. It's, like, L.A. alternative comedy, like, It's, Nexus. like, Laugh Factory. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, 150 people in there yeah. all laughing at Laura Pepperon's horrible jokes. Uh, I don't know. I like, I kind of if... lost it there. I did, yeah. Is when I kind of quit. But, uh, again, I thought Sam Elliott was, was, I mean, he played Sam Elliott, but he's good, so I'm okay with that. But the movie is just not good. And you're right, you know, it's one of the better examples of a, I thought it was a bad movie, but with uh, astonishing performance. Yeah. yeah. And this is, and it's it's kind of the the major thing in the reviews is a lot of praise for Sam Elliott and a lot of calls for him to be in more leading roles. Mm-hmm. People kind of... If there's a gateway for that, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. He's, he's like, fan. anytime he speaks, he is like magnetic. Yeah, it is. There's is. there's something in the droll aspect of, like, just the just the hum of his... Like, it... Absolutely. It's just I know what you're getting at. it's just this like this I, I wanna follow wherever that bassy tone is going. Yeah, like the timber of his voice has its own gravity that just like pulls you in. You're yeah, just like well it's and it's and it's kind of the we didn't watch the hero because I wanted to watch the hero. I wanted to see a character actor thrust into a starring role. It's always exactly. fun. Um, which is my uh, elegant attempt at a segue. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think more now that people are being exposed to smaller movies much easier, especially yes. on my 2017 quest, and TJ's also, I'm watching more and more movies where where traditionally characterized as you know bit roles or character mm-hmm. actors have lead roles, um, you know, and especially within the last 10 years, you've got people like J.K. Simmons who was always put in the pocket as a character actor, you know, uh, Richard Jenkins, who was a character actor for the longest time, still might even be considered one, mm-hmm. but at least has had his his gusto as supporting actors in Oscar-nominated films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone that I think of is the woman from, um, oh shit, uh, from Leftovers, what's her name? Anne O'Dowd? Uh, Anne Dowd, yeah. Anne Dowd, where Anne Dowd was in Leftovers, and I, you know, you look through her career, and she's this character actress, and then nominated for, a, you know, a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress from like The Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale, or like uh, Margot Martindale before like Justified, where she's like the star of that season. Yeah, Margot Martindale is a funny one to me because character uh, actress Margot Martindale, BoJack Horseman, whenever they refer to her, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, character actress Margot Mar- Martindale. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why I thought. <laughs> There's side note from that Bojack got two Writers Guild nominations. <laughs> Solid. It's a great fucking show. Yeah. Um, but I'm also thinking of one that is like way outside your guys' radar. But there's a um, alternative lifestyle um, channel on YouTube uh, called Sugar Pine Seven, and in it they have and they always refer to him as famous actor James Allen McCune, who was in you know Blair Witch who is doing something interesting now because he's blurring the lines of what it means to be a traditional actor and like a kind of a new wave millennial actor, like doing short films on YouTube, not like YouTube Red or anything that's, you know, the industry forced um, merging of the two, like actual like guerrilla acting in this stuff. Um, And he's always just been this like, you know, this side character. And he still is in this, but it's, you know, an actor who is on the periphery taking a shot at what is going to be mainstream. 
Um, and it's really cool. And I think that I'm really excited for 2018 and where it takes us in defining character actors. Um, but that's the tough part. Yeah, that's and that's the, the question that was a, the only imperfect lead-off to the topic, I think, is what do you all define a character actor as? I think it, I think it starts with, with a breakdown of, of, of the frames. Is a character actor is someone who you've, you've never known the actor's name. You know them by, they were in some long-running television, television series um, by their character name. It would be mm-hmm. your, before the OA, it would be your Phyllis from The Office. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that she exists only in The Office as Phyllis. Any other role for her would be weird, or any other role that she would take would be just another Phyllis role. And she does that in the OA. Yeah, I think you need at least a couple roles like that that are in a spot that's significant enough, or else it'd just be like a, you know, kind of a one-hit wonder type actor. Yeah, I think for me it's always been like little to no leads Mm -hmm. is important, and then Mm -hmm. just playing the same character over and over again. Like I know some people referred to Philip Seymour Hoffman in the first half of his career, especially as a character actor. I never really saw that because I feel like he was pretty dynamic anyway. Uh, played the same character a lot in like comedy roles. Mm-hmm. The one I always think of is uh, do y'all know Stephen Tobolowski? Yeah, he's yeah. always the one that pops in my head as a character actor because he always plays the same dude. I think he's also like famously self-describing himself that way too. Yeah, like, as an honor. It's it's funny who who he is now also because he's a character actor now still, in my opinion. But now he's playing the roles like he does. Um, like uh, is Richard Schiff the guy from uh, West Wing? Yeah, yeah. Um, in a similar role. Where he plays now like the aging, like old Hollywood, like Jewish executive who's kind of like a playboy type. He was in, Stephen Tobolowsky was in Hello Ladies, that Stephen Merchant mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, as that role, which is funny, but still just a shift from one type to another. Right. Was he also in Californication or was that Richard Schiff? I think he was in, right? That was him. It was Tobolowsky yeah. as the. Okay. I believe so. Been a while, but. See, and this this is part of the ennui that makes it difficult to, to define character actor. Yeah, because like, I think Hugh Grant plays the same character in every fucking movie. Right. But and he has lots really, of leads. Right. I think like the, the gendered version of this is like that guy. Yeah. Like, where it's, you you pick up the guy, you know the, like you're saying, know the characters, but may not know the name. I think that's, you know, us who obsess about this kind of stuff may know the name, but maybe thinking out there, it's like most people aren't going to know this guy or this girl's name. Yeah. But they'll remember their face. Yeah, uh, I Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, I saw I saw the P sitting on the edge of TJ's lips. Pete, like when Pete Postlethwaite died, I think that most people were like, "Who?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh, the guy who plays kind of the Irish type with like the big Jim Blossom nose." And it's like, "Oh, okay, that guy, mm-hmm. the guy from Unusual Suspects, the guy who always plays that like in crime ensemble movies. He's he's the fixer. He's the guy who brings everyone together." And it's like that's yeah, I mean, and I think we do underestimate not the you know, toot our own horn or anything, but I think we forget how many movies we watch compared to the average person too. Right. And like most people probably don't know who Chris Cooper is. But yeah. you know he's a character actor even though he's he's been leads before and he's yeah. done different stuff. He definitely falls into that realm for me. Mm-hmm. I think. And I guess I think of character actor in terms of uh, I guess the opposite would be people who are not stars. Where they bring their own charisma to a movie, and you think of them as an as like I guess a celebrity before an actor. Like Brad Pitt does a lot of character actory stuff, but he's because he's so like 
has such a finicky mannered performance in a lot of things. Yeah, like Johnny Depp. But he's yeah, Yeah. Johnny Depp the same way. Yeah, like some not gimmicks, but some they they do little like quirks and stuff. Yeah, but definitely not a character actor. No, because of the lead, but also I think because of the star nature, star status. Yeah, but it's tricky. I mean, it's a little bit like you know the famous thing pornography. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. Um, one thing I found hard uh, in the very little prep I did for this episode was thinking of females that are like this. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's just it's, not it's, as it's, many that, that fall into that. I did a dumb dumb thing just now, and I just Googled best character actors. It's, it's, it's a bunch of dudes. Dude, yeah. Dude, 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 dude. They're all dudes. I saw Michael Shannon, though. He's a good one. He's a good character actor to pick. Yeah. Um... Put William Fichtner's on the top, and I think that's perfect. Yeah, he's like the perfect definition. <laughs> you know, honestly, he's the first person they'll, I thought of. Is they'll like, see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action one with Megan Fox mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. No. It's funny because the twist was he was the bad guy. It's like not a twist. <laughs> <laughs> you got to prove to me he's not the bad guy. <laughs> Guilty till proven innocent, William Fichtner. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna look up a list of uh, character actresses just so that we have. I'm trying to think also of a like, big one, like thinking of leftovers. Scott Glenn, just like that craggy face and that voice, and yeah. always picture him being in the military, even when he's not. Yeah, he's a great character actor. A, a new one now is Jonathan Banks, yeah. uh, Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad. Um, I think that like, he's he's in more and more movies. There's a, we saw a trailer for something. Where it's like a who done it, but then it shows like Jonathan Banks in the corner, and it's like it was Jonathan Banks. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> like, it. It's clearly him. Try to think of female character actors. I mean, Anne Dowd, Mario Martindale, but that's more TV. Uh, Kathy Bates is on a list. See, I, I would. She's more. She's got like a ton of starring stuff. Though. Yeah, she's like a, not to go Oscars with it, but yeah, she was like nominated for lead roles in the early nineties. Sarah Paulson. I think Sarah Paulson's a good candidate. Sure. I yeah, mean, more That's more also, TV, but yeah, she feel like she's known for, but still character. Yeah, Lily Tomlin. I can see that. Hmm. I think I think, I think Lily, Lily Tomlin kind of bumbling. Yeah, I, I I for some reason I always think of her I Heart Huckabees. That hmm. that to me is like the Lily Tomlin I think of. She had a lot of lead roles back in the day. Yeah, like seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say like you can pre, age into character actors too. Like, pre uh, her like blowing up Melissa McCarthy. Maybe. Yep. I was also thinking of Yula Davis before, like, she blew up. Sure. Even, like, first Oscar nomination, Doubt. Mm-hmm. Definitely character yeah. actress That's, at that Especially point. because of her her nomination in Doubt, where she's on screen for, like, eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amy Adams, same movie, but definitely character actress earlier in her role. Yeah. Segwayed into being a star. There's a... I'll, I can... I'll like read you guys. Junebug, super character actressy. Yeah. There's a, there's a list of ten here on... Uh, you guys are gonna hate number nine. This sounds so clickbaity. Uh, <laughs> IMDb that someone compiled. Uh, You'll Mel- never believe. <laughs> uh, Melissa Leo. They have Melissa as number one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You you recognize her immediately. Yeah, and, I guess I'm and, thinking of more drama stuff, but definitely in comedy. And you go, oh, that's that woman from uh, American Pie. Yeah, if you walk down to Little Five Points and just mention that name to twenty people, nobody's gonna be able to. Tell yeah, you. you say Stifler's mom, and they go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Patricia Clarkson, Free Mile. Frances Conroy. She's the mother in Six Feet Under. Yep. She shows up in a lot more than you think. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Malick. No, Bojack. Just yeah. shoot me. Yeah, she's Nina Simone and... Not Nina Simone. And Nina, <laughs> what? Nina Van Horn. What an actress. That's why. <laughs> Simone Van Horn. They were close enough for my brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juliette Lewis. Yeah. She's had a lot of leads early on, though. Early 90s. I guess nowadays, 
steer more that way. That's a hard thing for me. What about Feruza Balk? <laughs> I feel like that's a good... Feruza Balk was in like three movies, though. Mira Sorvino, things like that. She she was, you know, one of the main people in the Harvey Weinstein thing. I think she got an Academy Award and then she kind of fell off. Yeah. Part of that is the reason. Mm-hmm. It's pretty heartbreaking. Uh, I'm thinking of unrelated another person who I think of as a character actress, uh, Alia Shawkat. Just like pops up randomly in comedies as like, oh, yeah. like in uh, Cedar Rapids as like a <laughs> a an Indiana uh, prostitute mm-hmm. who meets up with Ed Helms um, and was in a Green Room. Yeah, it's always fun when you. I guess that's another character actress character actor thing. When you start to notice it. It's really fun when they pop up and you see them. Yep. It's like, oh, it's that. Yeah. Someone they have listed here who I think has probably had a trajectory a lot like, um, well, unlike Tony Schiff, uh, but more like Richard Jenkins where they're now Richard in the forefront. Yeah. Richard Schiff, sorry. is Allison Janney. Yeah. Allison Janney's on this list. She was, prob- she was very much a character actress, and now I think she's really holding her own in some strong supporting actress roles. She does a lot of the same stuff, though. I couldn't see that. She's yeah. very... You know, she's held on to that Sorkin thing she did so well. Lots of fast talking. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for us, uh, there are a lot of black women on here whose names I don't recognize, but whose faces I instantly recognize. The um, woman CCH Pounder. Uh, yep, from uh, The Shield. Yep, from The Shield. Really good. Avatar. She's, 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 she's really a mainstay good. on NCIS, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, she was like one of the detectives in Sons of Anarchy. Loretta Devine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'm jumping to the to the black women because it's I don't know. I'm not gonna put more of my two cents in. Uh, but also on this list, Lori Metcalf, Cloris Leachman, Leachman's Missy good. Pyle, Missy Pyle, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, forgot about her. Yeah, there's just the, 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 yeah, the list goes on and on, and it's 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 it is super hard to describe. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if actresses age into that, and if actors get out of that because the older they get, I mean, they just from the Inequality in Hollywood, they just get their own movies. I was going to say, their power is so much easier to grab it for them. Well, yeah, it's, for it's funny to me. thing, like, Winona Ryder now is a character actress, where she was one once the biggest star in Hollywood. And Steve Buscemi was, like, the character actor forever. Yeah. yeah. And now he's got, like, one of the greatest shows ever, and he's playing leads in fantastic movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's weird for me trying to think of, if it's the that guy thing, like, what would be, like, the, like, the kitschy Hallmark line... It would be, you know, former it girl, because that's like, you know, yeah. it girl is a thing that that young actresses are branded with, and when they age out of the it girl status and keep popping up in roles, it's like, oh, I recognize her. That's you know, she was in the craft. And it's like, holy shit, like that's like the the role you remember her from, but she's in you know ten other movies. And then it's unfortunate. A lot of the mother, grandmother, girlfriend roles end up being underwritten. Mm-hmm. So like. Those, those actresses become the mother or the girlfriend who is not on board with the hijinks mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fun male character is doing. Not to get depressing about it. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, th- I think it's a reality that there's a reason why, <clears throat> why, why, you know, a director and screenwriter are willing to take a chance on a guy like fucking Steve Buscemi. And yeah. you kind of just have to like wait your turn if you're a white male actor. It's like you're going to end up getting... Someone's going to write a screenplay for you yeah. right, to be the lead. <laughs> but if you're like... But if you're Jeffrey Wright, like you're fucking ecstatic that you've got, you know, a... God, he's a, so fucking good. A huge yeah. role in Boardwalk Empire as Dr. Narcisse and then a huge role in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um, but like is... Like 
is someone going to write his starring role? I don't think he's got the same shot as like, you know, Sean William Scott's Renaissance. Also, Westworld makes me think of all-time character actor Ed Harris. I can never picture yeah. him in a leading role, and he's always like killed it as the sixth man. Like <sighs> Kelly just watched Man on the Moon for the first time, and Ed Harris. He's so good in that as movie. the Man in the Moon is just fucking great. Not Man on the Moon. Truman uh, Show. Truman Show. Yeah, that's. The whole like Jim Carrey man on the moon, Andy Kaufman, Jim and Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like the Truman Show. There's actually a man in the moon. Jim Carrey would agree. It's all the same movie. <laughs> it's one continuous movie. Jim, yeah, Jim Carrey's good. Jim Carrey's turning into a character actor. Yeah, which like, is uh, interesting. Yeah. Like Oliver Platt too. Like I can oh, never yeah. picture him not being the know-it-all smartass. Yeah. <laughs> Who actually does know it all. My favorite of his is still Lake Placid for some reason. Not not the best movie, but no, I would also ask. Yeah, it's yeah, it's his it's character in West Wing when he plays Babish. The, yeah, he plays the. Does he play Babish or does the guy from Night Court play Babish? He there plays, are two council. He plays Oliver Babish. Okay, because he's replaced by the guy in Night Court at some yeah. point, or the other way around. Well, to get questionnaire about it, do you guys have a favorite character actor or actress you can think of? Favorite. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Uh, or a favorite performance. <laughs> I was, like a character actor, character actress role. I, I was thinking about, uh, and this is not my answer, but uh, I'll just give my answer in a second to it. But, uh, I really like the casting, and this sounds stupid, but the quote-unquote original Spider-Man trilogy of J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was perfectly fucking cast. Yeah. And he just... Just a, a great role for him, especially like him going into Whiplash, where he's basically playing the J. Jonah Jameson of drums. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my buddy uh, John had this book from like the mid 90s. It was like, Who would play your favorite comic book characters? And they had two right. It was J.K. Simmons, it's J. Jonah Jameson, and uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it's like, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was thinking, I, we recently talked about uh, rewatching stuff. Uh, I rewatched La La Land. And the part at the end when they're doing like the, oh, this is the fantasy world that would have happened if they yeah. just stayed together. And it's Ryan Gosling and, M- and Emma Stone leaving the, the jazz club. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Simmons has got his arms folded <laughs> their way and then just <laughs> smiles and snaps. Yeah. Best but, supporting performance right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's favorite performance might be Buscemi and Fargo for a character actor. Really good. Or Buscemi and uh, Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir, too. Yeah. Buscemi and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> He's barely in that movie. I had to think about it. Um, but J.K. Simmons and Whiplash is up there. I mean, I'm still a little upset that he was a supporting actor because I don't think he is for that movie, but it was a great role. I also mm-hmm. love, it, there's a lot of fantasy and sci-fi and comic book stuff that gets, I mean, it's heavily you're playing a character, so I feel like that draws in. you got to fill in with a lot of character actory people. Mm-hmm. So I love Ian McKellen. As a character, I know he had some starring stuff here and there, but as Gandalf and Magneto, had just such a great decade of character su- superiority. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Also in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep, I was just thinking about what's his He name? is the number one character actor, I think, of our time, like of the past like, 20 years. Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, yeah. Hugo Weaving was Agent Smith. He's the voice of uh, Megatron mm-hmm. from the uh, Transformers movies. He's V, in, which is a very similar character. V, he's in Lord of the Rings. He's just like, you know, you put a mask on him, you put makeup on him, you put, you know, sunglasses on him. Like, he is Hugo make, make him all Make him all-knowing. Yeah. Now you're good. 
So whereas I think of like when you say character actor actress, you picture like a movie like from the like fifties. A guy's got a fedora hat on and a suit. <laughs> but I feel like you have so much of it nowadays. Yeah. Because there's just so many roles in so much more movies that it's drawing in all kinds of people. Well, because you don't have actors now who are like, oh, this is our actor. He is our Western actor. Yeah, they're not as specific as they were. I think the guy in Casablanca who Rick tries to help in the beginning, the guy who's got the letters of transport, mm-hmm. um, they made a cartoon character based off the guy. Yeah. Because he always played the little, like, shitty thief. But, like, he was that, always stealing shit. Was that Peter Lorre? Yeah. But, like, that's... He always that's, had that little accent. And yeah. But, like, whereas Steve Buscemi's a character actor, like, because he always plays this kind of guy. It's like, that guy always played a thief. Yeah. <laughs> he always talked the exact same. Yeah, or maybe, like, uh, what's his name from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Um... Eli Wallach. Eli Wallach. Yeah. Yeah, he always played that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about a, a trio of actors. Um, actually, I guess uh, all five of them. Uh, how the fuck is the movie The Girl Next Door uh, filled with five character actors? <laughs> like yeah. Elisha Cuthbert, Timothy Oliphant, who's a, a, a top ten that guy for me. The big porn guy is a character actor, too. I forget his name. Um, yeah, Miles Teller. Emil Hirsch, Miles Teller, Paul Dano. Like yeah. that if like it's surprising after like the like you know, the the tail end of the success, not the the, the moderate success of that movie, where it's like, oh shit, Emil Hirsch is gonna be the you know, a, a big thing now. Now it's like Miles Teller and Paul Dano, just yeah. like running it. Mm-hmm. And and where where they still get leading roles, I still think of them as character actors. Like, hey, that's Clitzy. <laughs> Paul Dano Paul Dano definitely. Yeah. Like any leading role it still plays that. That guy. Yeah. Maybe they just seem like method actors, like people that would be deep into character. Right. I love a lot of... I'm just looking at my movies now for inspiration, but... Uh, Tom Wilkinson. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like he's never a star, but he is always like a fun British guy. <laughs> or it's like, it's just always a guy with a tie if he's not British. And it's like, I love it in a movie. Um, Jim Broadbent, too. Think about oh, British yeah. British guys. Got a great face. Right. Uh, same with Brendan Cox. <laughs> or Brendan Gleeson. Yep. And uh, Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. <laughs> just uh, like. Yeah, uh, what's his the name's dad, too? What's his name? Gleason. Oh, we just said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wallace Shawn. About Wallace Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He fobs up. Yeah. The uh, the guy I always confuse Brian Cox for. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. Also, short, grizzly, pockmarked face. Is it Rip Torn? Rip Torn. Yeah, yeah, his character actor, Brian Dennehy, too. Yeah, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> there's the, there's another show that does famous... Oh, it's South Park. Yeah, yeah. Famous actor, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Brian Boitano song. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking... And, and something that was difficult, I was thinking about it earlier, seeing The Last Samurai on your shelf, is like, I feel like such a U.S.-based movie watcher when I think of Ken Watanabe as a character actor. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's probably not. Right. But like, you know, in a movie like... The Last Samurai or Inception, you know, where he's just, he's that, he's he's the foreign agent, kind mm-hmm. of. Might just be, and it could be for everyone we're talking about, could just be a symptom of how Hollywood casts, you know, a strong Japanese lead with a great, you know, American dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a lot of English-based stuff with a foreign lead. Yeah. That's why, like, it's, it's like a big thing about representation, but John Cho is at the forefront of it. Yeah. And he is a character actor. Because of, you know, there just weren't the roles for that. Same with Kumar. Yeah, Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Same with uh, um, Kumail Nanjiani before The Big Sick. Yeah. It had pretty, pretty character-y. Yeah, he's, he's definitely referenced that in his stand-up, too. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of it in, like, the Apatow-niverse. 
Yeah, I was going to say, all those guys. I think, I forgot if it was here or somewhere else, I heard someone say Apatwegian. Is <laughs> <laughs> the, the demon in from those people? I need to stop looking at that wall. <laughs> we can just start naming actors. But, did you say your, uh, you guys were both Buscemi's for yours. Oh no, I said Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen, yeah. It's kind of a little bit of a cheat, but I just, you know, think if he owned the 2000s. Is there a character actor who you would love to see in a starring role? Great question. Thanks. Wallace Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Three hour epic. <laughs> I wouldn't mind nowadays just also thinking of the uh, the leftovers for a the hero style, maybe not like actor in Hollywood thing, but Scott Glenn, who plays Kevin Garvey's dad. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's just I just love that. Just, I love the You want a sequel to the hero? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe the villain. <laughs> but like just the way he talks and he's just got such a Signature face. Yeah, he's had them before, but I'm such a big Richard Jenkins fan that I would take a lot more of those. Also, the, like the the Visitor, that was the, his first starring role, right? Yeah, I own that movie, and that's like an all timer. So good, turning yeah. a character actor into just like love that movie. It's yeah. really it's such an open hearted movie. Yeah, um, but I would love to see him in something maybe a little bigger. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, totally. I'm trying to think. That's a great question. What about you, Chris? You have one. I'm trying to get there, you know. I'll, I'm also trying to pick someone who I don't, who I think hasn't transcended the character actor role. Like I would love a starring role from Allison Janney, mm-hmm. but I think that that she's kind of uh, come out of that shell a little bit more. Um, you know, she's not just the West Wing's Allison Janney. <laughs> referring to character names, but like helps. Uh, Ed Harris has done it too, but he's one I wouldn't mind seeing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, something that's not Pollock. <laughs> Sure. With him in the leading role. Um, Pollock was pretty small. It's big mainly because of the right. surprise Oscar nominations it got. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Brendan Gleeson because I love him Bruges, and that's kind of as big as he's gotten. You know, he's done he's done lots of Irish movies where he's been, mm-hmm. you know, second and third build, but I just, I just love Brendan Gleeson. I will really recommend for Gleeson heads out there, uh, Martin McDonough's brother, Michael no, not Michael McDonough. <laughs> uh, he's got a brother that also directs movies. I think he did the movies The Guard and Cavalry, mm-hmm. starring uh, Brendan Gleeson. Okay. They're like just set in there, but The Guard is great. He's like a disgruntled police guy, and uh, Don Cheadle comes to town and they have to investigate something, and he is just, he is incredible in that movie. Cavalry is a little more dour than that. He's a priest and has led a mm. crappy life. I saw another one where he was uh, John Michael McDonough, I think is his name. He was high high build. He was basically like the similar role to Imbridge. He was like the, the the hit guy for this like group of Irish mobsters, mm-hmm. um, and they, you know, the the majority of the movie plays out after they've they've gotten the person that they're supposed to kill, and it's basically a room of like four of them plus the guy with a bag on his head, and they're all kind of debating whether or not like they can live with themselves mm-hmm. if they kill this person who's like mostly innocent, but is just like an enemy of their boss. And it's really good, and this like, build is a crime movie, but really small drama. Hmm. Uh, probably a play. Ray uh, Winstone, too. He's, he's like a, uh, he's in Sexy Beast. I guess he's the mm-hmm. star, but really, Ben Kingsley outshines him. I'm just thinking of British crime stuff that he's always in. He's just got such a great voice. I've got my answer for sure. He's been in lead roles, but it's been about 23 or so years since he's done it. But I would love a, like, the hero or the visitors type movie with John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's just like a a character study. Yeah, he's not the Flintstones or King Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Something good. Yeah. You may, you made me think of of my actual answer, and it's Christian Slater. Yeah. He's he's nice. so good in Mr. Robot. He is um, he is phenomenal in that, and hasn't really done a whole lot outside of that recently. I would love to see a starring role with Christian Slater. He's remind me of The Office. I apologize. <laughs> He's, he's on the Saber video when they get bought by Saber. <laughs> John Krasinski does a great Christian Slater impersonation. You've just been bought by a random company. <laughs> I feel like we could keep going for forever. Well, we if could, I just had IMDb in front of me and just like, oh, that guy's great. Yeah, that, yeah that, David, that get, the, get the internet already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have, to, to have to belabor this um, if we've said what we want to say about how we define character actors, character actors that we love, and actors who we think have transcended it or have fallen into it, you know, we can we can move on. I'm thinking of British movies. Lena in Bruges, Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah. Another starring role. Like, I know he had a bunch in the 90s, his English patient and stuff, but another one where he would he would be the star would be really fun. Yeah. Lately, he's been, like, Voldemort or, like, Crime Boston in Bruges or, like, the new M in James Bond stuff. Yeah. Spoiler alert. James Remar is the character actor from The Girl Next Door I was talking about. Okay. Oh, yeah. Isn't he uh, Dexter's dad? Yep, he is. Um, oh, shit. Edward James almost. I want to see... I just want to see Edward James almost and stuff. Yeah. Especially because, like, watching... You ever see I'm Not There? So, and I'm Not There, it's like... Because he plays the himself, obviously, in a true-to-life role. Apparently, he's, like, one of, like, the fathers of Hollywood actors. He's, like, just a guy that people go to for advice. And it just, like, ha- always has his door open, and it's just, like, the world's nicest guy. And I would I would love to see EJO in more things. Because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, like, unless you're a Battlestar Galactica fan, you don't know his name, except for, like, the weird guy from Blade Runner. Yeah. Or in the 80s, like, he was the professor teaching calculus to the inner city and yeah. stand and deliver, I think. That was the movie. Yep. Thinking of Hispanic actors too, I love Michael Pena as a character actor. Yeah. He every movie he's in, besides the one you guys talked about, like I didn't kill my son. I always want to call it Broadchurch, but it's like Church Grace Point. Grace Point. Besides that, like whenever he's in something, I just he's phenomenal. I think of Ant Man, he just slays that movie. Yeah. Don't watch Chips. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there as the Dilla baby. Oh shit. What's the fuck? I do it I'm all the time. Here. I'm, I'm still, still here. here. <laughs> you just confused me. I was like, Edward J. Holmes plays himself in the rock. <laughs> 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 How did I miss that? <laughs> Why? What, yeah. a, what a weird move to make. Filming. <laughs> yeah, Edward James almost played himself in I'm Still Here, not in I'm Not There. Also, like, uh, I just I need to stop doing this, looking at the movies, but Ben Foster. Is a great psychopath and stuff. Hell or high water. Yeah, hell or high water. I have three ten to Yuma. He's great in that. He's great in like uh, the Messenger. A lot of smaller movies. It'd be fun to give him a, a chance to be a star. Yeah, because he's he's really uh, he's always a real like nervy performer, like holding on to anxiety. Feels yeah. like or on the edge of psychopathy, <laughs> <laughs> psychopathy. I don't know. I feel like you're right. We could mention him for forever, but I do feel like we should at least mention Christopher Walken. In this, yeah, probably the the legend character actor, right? And essentially plays Christopher Walken every time. Yep, yep. Even in like Joe Dirt, <laughs> it's like nope, same character. 
He's yeah. got crazy hair. He played yeah. he played Christopher Walken in the movie. Uh, was it the Rundown? Yeah, <laughs> the uh, movie yeah. that I've talked about a couple of times on this podcast. I like the Rundown. That's a fun yeah. movie. Yeah, I just realized that I like probably more Sean William Scott movies than I should. Bulletproof Monk. <laughs> Isn't he in that? Yeah, with Chai and Fat. With the, the, the analogy of the hot dog buns to the hot dogs. Um, I'll never forget it. Uh, Walking Tall. Yeah. He's in that. He's in a... Is he in Walking Tall? And the Rundown? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember him in Walking Tall for some reason. <laughs> um, Is does he, he play like a deputy or something? He's not in Walking Tall. Paul Walker's in that, right? No, that's just his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's just somebody's name. No, he was in a movie called Standing Tall or something like that. Tall Walker. <laughs> that's, walking Tall is about... That's about, what his little brother called him. About, about, it's about the Tall Walker. Tall Walker is like the person that can walk between talking to short people and talking to really tall people. Standing. <laughs> like a day walker. Um, role Models. Sean William Scott's yeah. Role Models. Role Models is good. It's yeah. a great movie. I'm trying to figure out if there's anybody in. I mean, you know who's in Walking Tall? Is uh, the guy with blue eyes who's Steve in Zahn? everything? <laughs> yeah, him. But also the guy I was just talking about who's in Rimar? Yeah, <laughs> Rimar? Johnny Knoxville is the Johnny Knoxville is the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Neil McDonough is a character actor too. Yeah, That's a good one. I always remember him from Minority Report, Boomtown. Weird. Was, was that movie that TV, was a TV show we watched show. for a while? Boomtown. Yeah. Something that's like it's had some gimmick where it's like a different perspective every episode before Lost came out. My Something favorite Walking Tall fact is it's Colby Smolder's first role. Hmm. It's also a remake. She's in the uh, car when Noah Donna gets pulled over when he breaks the thing. Oh. She's the like hottie in the car with him. Hmm. Um, you trying to stop yourself? Yeah. Oh, Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. Stormare. He's always fun as an evil guy. Yeah. Him as the devil in Constantine. Yeah. I always love. It's great. Uh, but also him in his role in uh, he's really good um, American Gods. Yeah, he, he is was like the best part of American Gods. Yeah, um, but him as the uh, the psychiatrist in Until Dawn. Yeah, it was really good. It's so much fun. Character actors. Yeah, like, like we're, we're we're talking about, we can talk about this forever. It's a lot of fun to delve into them. They are the broth that make up the stew of a movie. Yeah, and they're they're often forgotten, and I'm I'm glad to talk about them whenever we do. Because I hate just saying like. That guy with blue eyes who's in those movies. And then have the argument with Kelly for 10 minutes about which guy with blue eyes from those movies with white hair we're talking about. Yeah, and it can get reductive just talking about that Brad Pitt movie where it's like the f- flavor comes a lot from the character acting that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, to segue, the next week we'll be doing our uh, individual top 10 list and we'll do our Oscar predictions. We've got a few character actors that, that might take home little gold men this year. Yeah. yeah. I think Willem Dafoe qualifies. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell definitely qualifies. Army Hammer, who's... Michael Stolbarg. Yeah. He's a and big you got character. a trio of uh, Laurie Metcalf. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Holly Hunter now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be a lead. Now he's doing character stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so watch watch the credits. Watch the end also featuring. And uh, remember that name. Uh, yeah. When the credits roll at the beginning of a movie. It's fun to talk about. And yeah. it's, it's a little treat when you recognize them. Yeah. From movies. And I will say, if you've got The Visitor... Handy. <laughs> Watch the visitor. The visitor's really good. So good. I'm a huge Richard Jenkins fan, especially. Uh, he might get nominated too this year for Shape of Water, which he's fantastic. In. So be an OG Jenkins head by the time the nominations come out. <laughs> and uh, I think that does it. We got no homework this week because next week we're going to be doing special uh, top ten lists and then uh, lead into Academy Awards. You know, we, we go Gaga over it. Yeah. What you should do for homework is think about all the movies that you watched 
that were released in 2017. And think about which ones were your favorites and which ones were your least favorites. So you can get mad at us when you disagree with us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun to try to contextualize that stuff. I, I hate doing top ten lists, but the way that we're doing it, it's going to be fun. We're not making, we're not building one assail, unassailable list. We're all talking about our favorites from the year. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have four different lists. There'll be an article, too, that we'll put up probably mm-hmm. the week yeah. after the podcast airs. And I know that David and I have enough ammunition. I'm springing this on him now. We're probably going to do a short list of our favorite games of the past year. Um, as yeah. much as David says you didn't have time to play a lot, I think you've played more more releases mm-hmm. than you think. Does that have to be released in 2017? No. Just games that you played. We're going to do... I'll probably do that. I, I, I know I want to do a couple small lists of my own movies that surprised me. Also, my bottom ten, because TJ and I watched a lot of shitty movies yeah, this year. definitely have a bottom ten ready to go as well. I have um, a bottom one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't seen The Great Wall yet, so... Nope. Not yet. Well, I'm not one day. War Machine, so... Can't hold it against you. <laughs> Can't believe you've seen War Machine and not The Great Wall. Hey, Great Wall was not free. on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Great Wall's free on HBO now. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, this was... <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll be doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, this was Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on Twitter, Gmail. Hyperlinks are in the show notes. Uh, in addition, our Facebook page and our Facebook groups. We'd love to hear from you for podcast topics or anything. Please subscribe. Give us a rating. I want to say thanks to Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. Thanks. I want to say thanks to Boo Reefa for providing the outro music. Boo And thanks to you guys, and no thanks to Brent, who hightailed it out here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town, slow pokes, long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know